Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your trusted resource for the latest strategies, tactics, and tips on running a high-performance sales development program. Sales development has grown to become a critical part of the success of high-growth companies, and we dive in each week on how to specifically make your program successful and accelerate your career advancement. Subscribe at iTunes, YouTube, and jump on the newsletter over at 10pound.com to make sure you never miss an episode. For some companies, CRM is worth its weight in gold. For others, it's just another monthly cost. Revenue Grid captures data to your CRM automatically and uses it to give you better prospecting, faster sales, and better pipeline visibility. Grab a demo over at revenuegrid.com to see how your CRM could pay off. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am very excited to introduce my next guest. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. Mr. Neil Ringers, EVP of North America at Revenue Grid. How are you doing today, Neil? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to dive in. I, I want to talk with you about sales engagement. And, you know, you're with Revenue Grid now. How did you get into this? How did you become the EVP uh, over at Revenue Grid? What's your background? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, you know, we, I've been in CRM really most of my life. I've been in companies that people tend to forget about, but one of them that, that I started up with was a company called Vantive that got bought by PeopleSoft. And then Siebel came along and dominated the, the market and almost coined the phrase CRM, the acumen at least. And then went to a couple startups and went to a company called Toa Technology, which was very deep into field service, which is really the final mile from a CRM perspective. And we were bought by Oracle. And then after Oracle, I went to Salesforce. So I, I think I've been to almost every major CRM company or understand every major CRM company. And you know, my days at Salesforce were very, very interesting because I got to get a really good understanding of the breadth of CRM and the overall footprint of CRM and the motion of sales and what it should be and what it shouldn't be. And then listen, I just got the hankering for another startup and just went into the marketplace and looked around. And I was really intrigued by Revenue Grid and what we were doing, you know, both from a, a sales productivity perspective, but also, you know, their interest in the sales enablement space because it's a relatively new product for Revenue Grid. And then the quickness of just building a marketplace really got me excited and knew I, I wanted to be part of that rocket ship. So here I am. Now, one thing you didn't mention, ACT. Remember ACT? That, yeah. that was because like, I'm, I'm from I'm from back in the day. That was one that I remember being like, "Wow, this is this is a game changer." <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you've seen the real evolution of of this industry. You know, when you think about sales engagement and the sales engagement platform, how do you how do you define that, and how is it you know different from a CRM? Yeah. So if you, if you go back a few years, you had products like Pardot and Eloqua and these big marketing email tools that were just frankly pushing emails out to a large amount of prospects and customers. And they were coming from the marketing department, right? The messaging was owned by marketing. The tool was essentially owned by marketing. And if salespeople ever got you know their fingers on it, you know they were quickly pulled off because you know no one wanted the salespeople to be sending out messages to a large customer base or prospect base. 
it was strictly a tool that was bought, acquired, and then ran by marketing. So then, you know, companies like Sales Loft got into the space and Outreach got into the space and they realized that, you know, maybe the people that should be owning the message would be the salespeople and maybe not just the salespeople, the BDRs and the LDRs and the SDRs and the XDRs, whatever it may be, right? And so it was trying, time to build velocity, but, you know, let's make sure that the salespeople own the tool and own the messaging and own how we now call what sequences are and how to build out those sequences through different channels. So you could kind of see this evolve from a marketing tool to more of a sales tool. And this is really all about building velocity and building pipeline. Okay. And why, why do you think sales engagement has you know, become so required now? It almost feels like it's required, at least in the sales development world. Why has it become almost like a requirement? Yeah, it's getting there. I mean, I would say, you know, sales engagement is almost as important as CRM, right? Because at the end of the day, we all have to sell, right? Sales you know, drives the revenue of the organization and, you know, they pay for the back office employees of the company and, you know, whatever business you're in, you're going to have to build revenue and you're going to have to drive revenue and you're going to have to sell something. So I think with the salesperson, which I've always said, who kind of own their message, they're the the CEO of their own territory, you're putting really powerful tools in the hands of the person that ultimately you know, owns the revenue number and then ultimately owns the messaging. I think that's why this has become so popular and it's really a must-have in the marketplace as far as tools are concerned. You know, if I'm a buyer, an IT buyer, you know, an operational buyer, you know, or even a sales revenue buyer of tools in the marketplace, you have to put sales enablement on your list as far as something that you have to have in your bag because your competition is. And if your competition is, you should have the same tools, if not better. Okay. So this is a very powerful tool. I mean, right. Because I remember as an SDR manager, all of a sudden my VP walks up to me with this cadence, you know, email that one of my reps sent. And he's like, did you guys send this? (laughs) You know, so it's a very powerful tool. Right. And like you said, in the old days, only marketing was allowed to have this tool. It wasn't put into the hands of the SDR team. So what should people be, you know, it's giving people this very powerful tool. What, how should we think about enabling everybody to use it correctly? Yeah, that's a great question, right? So I think when you look at a company and you start off with this very powerful tool, you look to places like your BDRs, your business development reps, because their goal is to build pipeline and pass off leads to the sales team, right? So that's a really great place to start. And then this is going to proliferate throughout the organization. And because this tool is very powerful, you got to put guardrails on it. So as a manager and as a leader of an organization, the last thing you want to do is upset your customers and, and continuing to send them emails on a hourly, daily, weekly basis, right? At one point, it's enough's enough, right? So you've got to make sure as part of your process that you're not sending out message upon message upon message to your prospects and your customers because they'll just turn off to it. So you have to be really strategic and really creative on how you actually build out these sequences and these steps to the sequences and not overloading 
your prospects or customers with you know irrelevant messaging. That's why when you put it in the hands of a very strategic, creative salesperson, that message get through. That message gets through, and you'll see that because most sales enablement tools have activity tracking, and you can understand who opened them, who forwarded them, who clicked on them, how many times did they actually open that. So then you start to build up a follow-up campaign, right? So once you start getting all this information, you do really realize how powerful this tool is and how if you overuse it, you could turn a lot of people away. Big time. I think people, they just get kind of immune to the messaging after a while. So in your best practice, do you think the should, who should be writing the messages and kind of controlling the drip of the you know the cadence or the sequence? Who should it be a marketer? Should it be the actual salesperson or the BDR? You know who who should do that? It just depends on the culture of the company, right? If you've got a company that is really dominated by marketing and and that company has to own every single message that goes out, then I think you know marketing is going to own that, and they're going to collaborate with the salespeople, and hopefully the salespeople are getting their messaging and involved in the process as well. So it really does depend on the size of the organization, the culture of the organization, of actually who is owning that messaging. But again, this isn't part of what you're already doing, right? If you look at these marketing tools, they haven't gone away, right? So they're still happening. This is just an additional, you know, tool to proliferate your message through different channels. And it's not just email. It's when you're adding steps to sequences, your first step might be an email, but your second step might be a phone call. And if you're tied into your telecommunications product, your switch, you can outbound call, right? And make sure you're following up on the initial email. Your third step might be an SMS, right? So if you're utilizing the right channels and you're doing this properly from a process perspective, it's a tool where you can coexist between, you know, a Pardot and an Eloqua and a sales enablement tool. Got it. And and then, so and it's, it's a great productivity tool, right? For the sales rep or the SDR, BDR, because it sort of has a to-do list, right? When they come in in the morning, they can see, okay, now it's time to call. Now it's time to email, et cetera, right? Exactly. Exactly. And if you've got a good system where at Revenue Grid, we have a product called Revenue Guide, and we're actually adding signals to that process. So I could actually send the signal out to my sales rep to follow up on this particular email, or I could send a signal to one of my BDRs to follow up on an SMS that went out three days ago. So you're kind of guiding your sales team into doing the the right things throughout the process of the sales cycle. And you're just having kind of, you know, essentially a digitized sales leader that's helping push along the salespeople throughout that sales process. So technology is important. It's super important. And I was going to ask you, so from a leadership perspective, if you've got, if you're managing teams of salespeople and SDRs, how does it support you with that kind of reporting and dashboards and things like that so you can track of what's going on? Oh yeah, it's it's important, right? It's got to be easy to use, right? Because you're putting this technology really in the hands of the salespeople. And we talked about that that earlier, right? You know, that kind of power in the hands of the sales tool, a salesperson can get, you know, convoluted at times. But, you know, also, you know, when you put these dashboards in front of SDRs and BDRs and LDRs, right? 
it's got to be something that makes sense to them, right? And it's going to be easy to use and it's got to be intuitive, right? So I don't need to be training, you know, my SDRs and BDRs on how to build the reporting out for my sales enablement tool. I want this to be a dashboard that they open up every morning and they know what their job is, the follow-up on the emails that I sent, the follow-up on the SMSs that I sent, or the phone calls that I sent, or the tasks that need to be followed up on based on the signals that are sent. So, you know, obviously there's a lot to do, but if you make it easier for your SDRs to kind of drive down through the pipeline, then that's going to be productive and it's going to save you money and it's going to build revenue. So yeah, the more intuitive the technology, the better it's going to be for everybody. Not having a real understanding of your pipeline makes forecasting unreliable and planning impossible. Revenue Grid uses auto-captured email and calendar data to x-ray your pipeline. Request a demo over at revenuegrid.com and see your opportunities like never before. So, you know, in the past, you know, before there were SDRs and BDRs, the sales rep would handle the whole sales process, right? And, and so with a, with a sales enablement tool like this, could they go back to just handling the whole thing? Because, you know, if you look at the, if you look at the way that it's structured now, it's SDRs and BDRs, and then there's sales reps, and they've got almost like two separate jobs. But is it better to go back to the old way, or is there value in having separate departments? Well, you know, it's hard to go back, right? Like, if I go back, I remember the days where, you know, I was in a sales role and they threw you out into the wolves and, you know, you sold and you knocked on doors and you picked up the phone and every Monday morning you would get into a roll calling situation with everybody in your division and you would tell them how much revenue you had for the week, how many calls that you made for the week, how many appointments that you had for the week, right? That was just what salespeople did. They had the whole kit and caboodle, like you mentioned. Now we're in a world of, hey, you know, the sales executive is king and we're going to feed them with all the leads that we can. And they're hopefully going to have the best closing ratio of anybody in the company. And so the more leads that I feed these guys, the more deals that they can close, right? So I think that's the right model. If you're creating enough leads as a SDR team or BDR team, that means that you're going to have to scale accordingly from a sales executive perspective. So your growth path is going to get bigger and faster. So I, I think those are all good things in these times, right? Especially for small companies that, you know, are dealing with valuations and raising funds. And, you know, the quicker you grow, the, the more valuation that you're going to get. And that's a good thing. So I don't think we can ever go back. I think the, the model is really in place to feed the salespeople with leads that they can close quicker and faster. It's hard to imagine that we've got sales cycles that still last, you know, two years in the technology business, but you'd be surprised that there are deals that I had at Salesforce that, you know, they probably had five reps in between four years and the last rep closed it and that guy was a hero, but what happened to the three other ones before them, right? So, you know, wow. it, okay. you know it's a four-year sales cycle, right? So the quicker that you you make that sales cycle and if the SDRs can help with that, then it's good for everybody. Got it. Okay. So, so there's two things. There's like driving pipeline and, and setting that the SDRs are doing, right? They're setting appointments. They're 
hopefully creating pipeline, you know, that supports the overall revenue number. And then there's also like the career path. A lot of companies look at it as a career path where you can hire someone really bright and bring them in and they're an SDR for a year or two, and then they become a sales rep. So are both of those in your experience, you know, viable value creators for a company? So the pipeline and the career path? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great point, right? So at the end of the day, if you look at companies and and what they're trying to achieve, in most every company, people is first, right? So you're trying to build a culture and you're trying to build it with the right people. So bringing people in, younger people in that have the right culture and they have the right profile, they have the right resume, but they're just not ready yet. So you can put them into a really a low cost role that's bringing a lot of value to the sales team. And they're, you know, it's on the job training. So they're understanding what the messaging is. They're understanding what the value proposition is. And they're articulating that over time and they're gaining confidence. Who better to set, to get into the next sales role than the SDR, the BDR that's been at your company for the past three years, right? So it's an absolute way to build pipeline of human resources. So I think that's what a lot of companies are doing right now. And depending on how deep your pockets are, you know, they're going to have a massive team of SDRs and BDRs just to fill the roles of the AEs that are either you know, being promoted into management leadership roles or moving on to other companies or moving up in the organization. If they've got a pipeline of people culturally that makes sense for your company, and then, you know, they understand the messaging, you're going to get them up sooner and faster. That's a good thing. So it still works. And what about the sales reps though? I mean, are they still prospecting or, you know, and I know it depends obviously on the the company, but just overall in general, like in the tech industry, in the SaaS industry, are the account executives still prospecting and are they still using the sales engagement platform or is it just 100% the SDRs? I mean, I think sales salespeople are smart and they're opportunistic, right? So they want to work the deals that they know they're going to make them money. So I, I think at every level, you've got a good AE that's always prospecting and thinking of ways of getting into accounts and opportunities, you know, that are going to make them money. But at the same time, you know, the SDRs are, you know, they're made for, you know, filling the coffers of the pipeline. So, you know, I think the the role now for an AE is kind of known that they're that part of your job is, is not prospecting. You're, you're going to get leads passed to you. And that's kind of, you know, part of the allure of, of coming into an AE role. You don't have to prospect anymore because no one really likes to prospect, right? But, you know, I think it should be part of their motion. It's, it's not a big part of it. But I do think that in these new models where we're seeing a lot of SDRs and BDRs that are passing leads on to the AEs, a lot of the old prospecting that we used to do as AEs is, is, is gone by the wayside. And do you still do the roll call from your <laughs> back in the day? Or is there like some sort of electronic version of the roll call? Yeah, it's all, it's all electronic now. You're okay. either doing that in uh, Salesforce or Dynamics or Oracle, whatever your CRM platform is. That's the weekly motion. Okay, got it. And so <laughs> for you, just flipping the script a little bit, as a sales leader, you know, you're dealing with a lot of problems right now and, you know, you may be open to solutions. How are you prospected to? 
And what do you respond to versus just ignore, you know, in your daily life? That's a great question. And I think that it's a great lesson for any SDR or BDR to know that the kind of messages that people like myself are opening are the ones that are personable, right? That they know me and they've done the research and they go back through my profile of LinkedIn or Facebook or what have you. And they, you know, they're smart, right? They'll say something from my old university, right? Or if I played a sport, you know, maybe say, hey, you know, I'm a baseball player too, you know, love to have a catch, you know, he, you know, <laughs> would you mind if I pitched my product? To you, right? <laughs> Something like good. that. And yeah. I, you know, a little bit of humor goes a long way, but the personalization is absolutely the most important part of this. And that holds true when you're building sequences as well. You have to spend time on these. You have to do the research. You have to understand the company because you only get one chance. And you know, for these companies that are just sending out literally random messages, those don't get through. But the ones that are personalized and that understand and take a personal approach to this are the ones that are going to be successful. People will click on it. People will respond and, you know, and you'll give people credit for being creative, right? At least I do. hundred percent. And and then, so then does it come down to sort of the first hurdle is it has to be somewhat personalized. There's got to be some kind of context. Then you open it. Then the next thing is, are you looking for something like that right now? Or, or would you take a meeting with someone just to I mean, not to waste your time, but just to get briefed on something that you might need at some point? Or is it always like, I need this right now, and this person just happened to get through to me, so let's go ahead and set up the meeting? You know, not likely. If I'm not looking for it, I just there's not enough time in the day to be getting demos from things that you're just never going to buy, right? But if, if the message is, is very creative and, you know, it's just a good day, maybe have the time, some people will get through, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, they'll hold that spot. And if that, that PDR or SDR, whoever that may be, if they're really good, you know, they're going to put you on a, a call sheet and they'll continue to call and be respectful of your time. And then maybe one day you will be ready and you will buy. And that, the, you know, that takes a long process, but you know, typically you got to be in the right place at the right time. That's why, you know, this, this kind of building pipeline velocity world is so important. You're just reaching so many people with so many messages, whereas, you know, I could only do so much on email, one-on-one marketing. Now I can send out 500 emails to every one email that I was sending out before. And so you're just catching people at the right time. It's a numbers game. And if you're playing the numbers game right and you're personalizing the messages correctly, you know, your odds of getting the right person at the right time that's ready to buy just goes up. So 100%. I mean, that's something that we hear a lot from BDRs and SDRs and sales reps too. I mean, it's just part of the job is like you get a lot of rejection, you know, and you just have to realize that, hey, it might have been the best personalized message and and it's just not the right time. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, and not take it personally, you know, I mean, that's that's like sales 101 because it just wasn't the right time for the guy. Exactly. And then, you know, it seems like with the sales enablement platform, you can you can keep the conversation going, right? So you can reach out. It's not the right time, but, you know, call me back in three months. And then you put that into the system, right? And it'll ping you in three months and say, okay, 
it's time to call back Neil. Absolutely. Right? Is that, that's how, kind of how it works? No doubt about it. And I think if you're using the right channels, right, through your sales enablement tool, you know, it's, it's important not just to be single-threaded through email, right, or single-threaded through the phone. You've got to do all of them. And so you might, again, what we were talking about before, it could be an email at first, it could be a phone call to follow up, and then it could be an SMS, right? You know, we all have our phones tethered to our body 24 by 7. And if someone sends me a message that's creative and is personal and they send it to my text because not a lot of people have my cell phone. So if they have that, then kudos to them for getting that. And then if they send a message that, you know, hits the mark, then I'll talk to them. So I think just channel engagement is really, really important. And if you're doing all those things right, again, the odds of you being successful go up. Right. Because eventually, you know, it could be the right time for Mm -hmm. the conversation. And if you're not in the arena, you know, you're, you're not going to be considered. So you got to keep plugging away, man. That's sales, right? <laughs> exactly. If I don't have the cell phone number or the person that's going to buy from me, then they're probably not going to buy from me. So it's just one more tip to any SDR or BDR that's out there. Get the decision maker's cell phone. It's yeah. Always- and you know, there used to be, it used to be kind of taboo. Like it was kind of weird. How'd you get my cell phone? But do you think now with the crisis and the fact that everybody's working from home remotely, that the cell phone taboo is kind of lifted? I think so. Yeah. And I think a lot of people protect their cell phone number too. So, you know, it's not out there, but it's out there to the people that you want it to be. And if someone gets it and, you know, they have a good message and they send it to me, then they'll get through, right? If they don't, they don't. I can I can easily hit the decline button. So, Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. There's a pro tip. And let me ask you, this is a little bit... You know, this might start to come up, but what do you do in the case where you have a sales engagement, sales enablement platform plugged in? You're not super happy with it. How hard is it to rip it out and put in a new one? It's not that hard. It's doable, but you never want to replace something that you've, you know, you've purchased in the past and you've you've kind of put your reputation to. So you want to give these tools the best shot that they can, that you can. And I think that's why it's important to buy from companies that have, you know, previous success in the marketplace, right? So, you know, Revenue Grid has got a customer list that's been tried and true for us for years. We've been in the space for a long time. We've supported our customers. You know, we've got the right funding. We've got the right, you know, support staff to be able to support an enterprise motion. You know, those are the kind of things that I would look for if I'm buying solutions so that the odds of you pulling it out in you know the first eight months or the first year are very very low and then you have to have your processes straight right so if you've got your processes straight you've got the right people involved in the project and you're implementing it properly you know the odds of something failing are really really low so you never want to replace any kind of tool that you buy but i think you know what's more important than that is just making sure you buy the right one Got it. And and so when you look at the market for sales engagement, you must see there must be a lot of white space because, you know, these other companies are raising huge valuations and there's new play or, you know, upstarts, you know, coming into the market. Yeah. So are are there a lot of licenses yet to be sold of sales engagement? Because well, I think it seems so. like, yeah, in the SDR world, like if you don't have it, you're not very hip, you know. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Am I just in a bubble here or? 
you still see a lot of white space. No, there's a, there's a big bubble. There's a, there's a lot of users that can be sold sales enablement and, you know, whether they're SDRs or BDRs or account executives, you know, or even, you know, support staff, right? They're all candidate for this kind of technology. And as this technology grows and, you know, adds additional features, you're going to, you know, add them to more licenses. So there, I think there's plenty of white space out there. There's a, this is a new marketplace that is growing. It's got a lot of growth in it. You're seeing a lot of VC money be you know, spent on this marketplace and you know, the sky's the limit, I think, right now. And you know, there's, there's some competitors, but you know, there's not a lot of, of them you know, that I see. It's not like security software. You know, this, there's, oh, a bar- there's a barrier to entry here, right? This, this yeah. takes time to develop and build out. So, you know, there's, there's a good amount of competitors in this space, but it's not overloaded, put it that way. Yeah, that's so funny. I just chuckled because, you know, we used to go, I was in the security space for a couple of years and we'd go to RSA and there'd be 600 vendors in the, yeah. <laughs> in the you know, walk around expo. And it's like, how the hell do you keep track of all these and know the difference? I guess that's why there's Gartner, right? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. and, and frankly, Gartner doesn't cover the space yet, right? I think they will here in the next couple of years. Yeah, and the strong will survive. And I think in this space, you've got, you know, dozens of good competitors compared to the security space, where you've got hundreds and thousands of competitors. But it's a good place to be. It's amazing. Yeah, everybody. It's an evergreen problem. Everybody needs new pipeline. They need new appointments. They need new customers. And mm-hmm. you could sell it, you know, to the BDRs, the the sales reps, the customer success. I mean, it's it's a it's going to be interesting. And, you know, it's funny because I mentioned Gartner, but the hip thing now is like G2 Crowd or they have their own, you know, magic quadrant that's made from reviews. And so it's interesting when you think about there's not necessarily like a analyst coverage for this, or maybe there is, but it's more crowdsourced, you know, magic quadrant and you see where people land. So it's going to be interesting. Neil, this has been amazing. Thank you for going through you know the landscape with us and how do we get in touch with you if we folks want to learn more about revenue grid or connect with you yeah dave thanks so i'll give you my email address probably the best way to contact me it would be neil n-e-i-l dot ringers r-i-n-g-e-r-s at revenuegrid.com perfect okay we will put a link in the comments below everybody thank you for listening to the sales development podcast and neil thanks for coming on We'll see you over on LinkedIn. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for hosting me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.